0: I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Wednesday, December 11, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. However... Welcome to Boring Market Central. We even had Kabuki Theater today, meaning the Fed or FOMC announcement, and the market was basically a big fat dud, a nothing burger, nothing happened. However, when nothing happens, that still tells us something. We can always draw information from the market. Quiet markets, violent markets, any market is giving us information, are we gonna take the information the market's providing. Out of today, I'm taking what I'm taking, I'm passing it on to you. That's the foundation of what we're gonna discuss tonight. A lot of today or tonight is gonna be about interpretation of what the market is doing or telling us. So let's look at the big picture and then we'll drill down. Has anything changed from a big picture perspective? Obviously not. The market is higher than it was yesterday. It's high on the chart. It's above all the moving averages. It's in an uptrend. Technically speaking, the big picture is there's nothing wrong with the market. Now, let's drill down a little bit. We're at or near the all-time highs. We're not at, but we're near the all-time highs. I have an important number to me of 3.1504. So really what happened is the market was rejected one time from 3.1504, but yet only a few days later finds itself Right back up testing 3.1504. Okay, so on one hand, it was important. On the other hand, does the market have designs of going higher? That's interpretation number one. Interpretation number one is the market appears that it wants to bust through the highs. Then the question becomes, how high can the market go? I'm going to answer that like this. The market can go through the old highs. Can it sustain above the old highs? For many points, my answer is, and this is an opinion, so take it for what it's worth. We all know what that's worth, but my opinion is the market can't get very far. Let's take another viewpoint. We're inside of this breakdown candle high, the candle from the 2nd of December. We got above it one time, closed above it when we closed right around 3.15.04, yet since then, the market has closed back inside said breakdown candle high each and every day. Now, look what happened today. The market closed below it one more time. However, the market made a high today of 314.70. This breakdown candle high is 314.66. Maybe to some traders, I'm splitting hairs over pennies. However, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it this way for a long time, and it works how we use these numbers, how we use them on various different charts, how it all comes together. That's the stuff that's in the course Lazy E-mini Trader. Right now, we're taking one of those 30,000 foot views. What's one thing we always talk about? We talk about the fact that at times when a market is having trouble breaking through a specific area, whether it's on the downside or the upside, it's beating on a specific price, and it can't really sustain anything above or below that price, we gap above or gap below it. That's common, normal, garden variety market behavior. So, therefore, since we're up here anyway, up where? Up still hanging around the breakdown candle high. That's another point, or interpretation number two is, We're not really rejected or haven't been rejected from this breakdown candle high. We ran right up here, came back a little bit, but we're not rejected from the breakdown candle high. That's an interpretation of the fact that the market has designs, at least it's my interpretation. Listen, you're inside my head, so you get my interpretation. But my interpretation is that the market has designs of getting through this area It can't really get through or sustain during the day. So what are we going to look out for? We're going to look out for one of those gap ups. Does that whole discussion have another side? Of course it has another side. However, that particular discussion has more sides. We're going to get into that in a moment. But let's quickly go over the South side. What happens if that doesn't happen? Is there a South side? Well, many times before... We've seen the market end up on a Fed announcement day only to turn around and run back down the following day or so. So, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we wake up to something different. We wake up to the pundits or some other interpretation of whatever the Fed said. And by the way, I have no clue what the Fed said today. I don't listen. It doesn't matter what they say, they always say the same thing. They're going to be dependent on the data, depending on where you live. They're dependent on the data. They have a target inflation rate. That one is a head scratcher. We know about that story. And I understand there's answers to the inflation question, but it never really answers the core question how do we, as the people, benefit from long standing, sustained inflation? And the reality is we don't, specifically without credit. Imagine a world without credit. That's a conversation for another video. You have to weave in conspiracy theories in that video or during that discussion. We'll do that another time. We've done it before. We'll certainly do it again. Right here, let's get back to the SPY. Let's talk about the South Side because we have certainly seen before. We wake up and somebody says, oh, shoot. The Fed really meant this or this happened after the fact or China trades going south or some black swan flew in. Whatever it is, all of a sudden the market's going in the other direction. What's back on the table? Everything we discussed before. The gap and if the gap doesn't hold, we have numbers below the gap. We talked about them last night. Inside the numbers members will have them obviously if we're headed in that direction. Speaking of inside the numbers, let's take a snapshot of what was going on today inside the numbers. The market was quiet. There was really no activity in and around the Fed announcement. But since it's become a thing to do this real quick, let's do this real quick. So you can stop and start the video at your leisure. And then we happen to obviously be in one of those quiet days or at least quiet periods leading up to the Fed announcement. So the expectation was not for the market to really get very far before the Fed announcement. It could have moved after the Fed announcement. We could have had a real kabuki theater if they said something crazy. That didn't happen. We know the result of that. So we just move it along. However, before we do that, I want to do the right thing. I want to show stocks on the move. We've had some blockbuster trades of late we've had a pretty darn good string of winners of late, including a few home runs. But there are losers too. I've got to show the losers to show folks this is for real. It's not just a bunch of BS. I'm not a fake trader that just sends out my winning trades to get you to sign up. That's not what this is about. If you've been here for a long time, you know what this is about. We have losing trades. It's part of the business. It's the 80-20 rule. I showed you last night. It's about the 80 20 rule in terms of stocks on the move, winners to losers. Well, guess what? Today was in the 20% camp. One trade hit its price objective, PLCE. Let's take a look at the chart. Here it is. Here's the pie in face, including shitburger. Now, here's the thing there are traders that got a profit in PLCE today. It was bouncing around a while, and the first price, 57.51, actually did work it worked for a tiny scalp trade if a trader was quick and took it off early but the stock proceeded down to the second price spent a lot of time in and around the second price but never actually bounced back how often do we see this we don't see this a lot even in the 20 percent camp some of those trades bounce back later we just end up getting stopped out but let's take a look at what happened the stop was $55, an hourly close below $55. Unfortunately, that happened in the first hour of the day. Stop out for me, the stock bounced back a little bit, but never got the bounce that we were looking for. Yours truly took a hit today. Let's do the psychological thing for a moment just to reassure everybody what my thought process is and what most traders who are successful thought process is we're going to lose trades it's mechanical i'm buying a number because the math says buy the number the strategy says buy the number the spot on the chart says buy the number all these ways are taught in the course at lazy e-mini trader but here's what i know it's not in the back of my mind it's in the forefront of my mind i know the 80 20 rule i know if i do my numbers right 80 percent of the time these trades are going to work Even if they don't work in the first minute, they're going to work. So I'm still going to buy the number. I'm still going to take the trades tomorrow and Friday and Monday, and I may lose another one. But here's what I do know. Out of the next 10, I'm probably going to win about eight. It's a business. Children's Place today, PLCE, was a bad business deal. It's not my first rodeo. Back on the horse. Let's finish that conversation on a positive note. Let's just throw this one in out of... Left field. Inside the numbers, members will remember this trade from December 3rd, entering the trade at 44.66. Now, it's a day trade. The trade's over the same day, but look at the point. The strategy that's taught in the course, and yes, any trader that's taken either course should have a keen understanding of this trade. Could it have been a swing trade using the same strategy? The same philosophy that's taught in the course. And the answer is yes. There's a method to the madness. I get this question all the time. I don't day trade. I can't day trade. I don't have time. But can I use what you teach for swing trading? Can I trade off daily charts and weekly charts? Yeah. Here's an example. Here's a daily chart. And there was about half a dozen reasons why this trade was a viable swing trade. I'm exaggerating on half a dozen. But you get the point. So in a roundabout way, with unintended consequences but yet a little sneaky maybe, everybody should have an understanding that everything that's taught in the course applies to every chart, any market, all time frames, all charts act and react the same way. Getting the ball back to the infield, look at the 120-minute chart. Let's look at things from a different perspective, yet we have to take the bull camp in this conversation. We talk about when they come up short of gaps and start trading away, that's bullish, especially or only when the gap is beneath. So the gap below, they miss it, and here we are continuing to trade away on the 120-minute chart. You can see, again, above all the moving averages, nothing wrong with this chart, approaching, again, the 315 area. What these charts are telling us, what the market is telling us, It wants to go higher. It's looking for a reason or an excuse to go higher. We're into mid-December. The holidays are around the corner. Seasonality kicks in. Fund managers, money managers, any manager doesn't want to take a hit in their performance. They want the market to go out Right here. Obviously, higher would be fine, but they don't want the market to go out lower. They don't want to rock the boat. Everybody's going to get a big fat bonus. Party on. Everybody's happy. There's no reason to shake the tree. We're just talking through mindset. Forget about consumer confidence. That makes no difference. The stuff I'm talking about is what professional traders are looking at. And not to mention, and this is prevalent on any of the charts you can see here when you count the gap higher, which you do, this is essentially a bull flag, bull wedge-ish type pattern that does what? It goes like this the majority of the time if we're considering what? The 80-20 rule. Why wouldn't we? What mucks up this picture? Getting below the low over here. Low happens to be 31281 You start closing hourly below that low. Obviously, we talk about the gap. But at that point, I don't know that the gap's any good. We talked about that last night. We don't have to get deep into that here. But that's the story. That's where the red flags start flashing real fast. What's the scoop over in Camp IWM? Anything wrong with this market? Absolutely not. What's it doing? It's eating time off the clock in a bull flag formation waiting to go higher that's essentially what it's doing now if something different happens and it goes lower it'll be considered a failure but we don't have a failure on our hands what we have on our hands is a duck it's going to be a duck until proven otherwise for those of you that are new what's a duck if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck it's a duck until 20% of the time, using the 80-20 rule, 20% of the time, it's not really a duck, it's got a mask on, takes its mask off, it's something else, and what happened? The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew shows up, and we have to make an adjustment. That's part of the business, that's trading, that's just the way it works. Stretching out that daily chart a little bit, let's look at a 240-minute chart. That looks like a pretty clean bull flag pattern. Why doesn't it look like a flagpole? Because there was a big gap up. So in that white space is essentially where the flag is. This is a pretty picture. This is a pattern that works out a lot of the time, has a lot of risk. Why? Because it can fall all the way back down to the front edge or the bottom of the flagpole. That screws over a lot of traders who are waiting for the break higher. However, It's still a duck until proven otherwise. What's going on down at the transportation department? Well, we got a couple of things we're looking at here. A, from a big picture perspective, we're nowhere near the other markets. We have to take into account where we are on the daily chart. Maybe the transports bust out to the north side of that trend line. However, until and unless they do, something different is going on from a long-term perspective. Now talked about it yesterday we'll talk about it again doesn't mean the transports can't rally for example all the way to that trend line they can and if they do other markets are going higher too but we're taking this at face value it's a duck but it's a long-term duck why because it's our favorite canary in the coal mine ducks canaries rodeos horses we got a real animal kingdom going on over here Here's an hourly chart of the transports and you'll see it's the same routine. From the move higher, the gap up essentially has just been eating time off the clock. They threatened the gap. They never got even close, just like the other markets. And here we are looking just like the other markets. Again, you have to separate long-term from short-term. Short-term, anything goes. Long-term, canary in the coal mine. Anything doing out in Silicon Valley? What are the cues telling us? Nothing really. They're telling us there's nothing wrong with the market. It's bullish. With the hint of an excuse, higher prices are likely on the table. Yesterday's low is the bogey. Below yesterday's low, they fill the gap and likely go lower. Same story, different chart. What about down on the financial district? Where was their rally today? Nowhere to be found. So the financials were a little weak, but we're not going to read too much into that Fed Day. Financials weak, not really weak. They're down 8 cents. We're just going to throw that to the wind and look at the daily chart and say, they're just eating time off the clock. You've got the same bull flaggish, wedgish pattern going on. It's a duck until proven otherwise. And then we have good old Smash Mouth. Now, Smash Mouth, also known as the SMH, it's a proxy for the tech space. It's a leading indicator of the tech space. All of a sudden, you look over here, We're up 2% already breaking out. Is this a canary in the coal mine for what's to come over the next day or so? What's in store across the other markets? It very well could be. Again, bullish in an uptrend. No reason to believe this is a one-day wonder and it's going to all of a sudden turn around on Thursday. This was on volume. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's a duck at least 80% of the time until proven otherwise. That's just the way it works. And with that, folks, it's time to tell you how much I appreciate each and every one of you. Without you, these videos are not possible. So I thank you for your continued support and vote of confidence. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.